Lessons Learned from Starting a Counseling Ministry on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Today, I am delighted to have with us Ron Alchin. Ron is a familiar face and name and voice around the biblical counseling movement. Ron has been an ACBC member for quite a number of years, and he's also served on our board with ACBC for a number of years as well. Ron is the founder of the Biblical Counseling Center in Chicago. He's also had significant influence at another one of our training centers in Charleston, South Carolina, Low Country Biblical Counseling Center there. Ron, I am delighted that you would be here with us to talk about this subject. We have questions all the time about how to start a counseling ministry or how should we think uh, as a church to start a, a ministry like this, or we want to get engaged in this ministry of counseling, we see it as something God is calling us to from the scriptures. And today I am excited. You have a lot of experience in dealing with um, the beginnings of counseling ministries and the sustaining of counseling ministries. And so I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And I want to start with this question. If you can give us some context for why what you're going to say later is so important and let's just start with giving us sort of a brief history of the biblical counseling uh, movement and your engagement in that movement. Well, when I was in seminary in Grand Rapids, I was introduced first of my senior year with a book called Competent to Counsel by Jay Adams. Uh, prior to that, we had had pastoral theology that was uh, very, very seldom connected to the Bible. And uh, that book challenged the class to think differently about counseling. Uh, shortly after graduation, I went to Grace Baptist Church in Gary, Indiana, where Bill Good and Bob Smith and some others had started the first biblical counseling training center uh, in the country. Mm. And uh, that's where I got my feet in on the biblical counseling movement. And uh, the rest is history. I went to uh, a church in Pennsylvania and started the High Point Baptist Counseling Ministry in a Baptist church there. And it was during that time I got my uh, doctorate in biblical counseling from Westminster Seminary, was approached by two doctors from Chicago to start a biblical counseling training center and counseling clinic in Chicago. And that was over 30 years ago. And my wife and I founded that. And it is still going strong today with five center locations in the Chicagoland area. Man, that's incredible. And uh, Ron is very connected everywhere that I go in the U.S., uh, People have been connected to, to Ron or one of his ministries, and uh, so many people maybe that you're familiar with, um, most of you may not know, uh, Ron was very influential in Steve Virus's life. Many of you have been taught by Steve, and, and Ron was very influential even in his life. And uh, Ron, as we, we talk about the history, you've seen the development, and that's one of the things that I love uh, sitting down with guys like you to, to hear about the biblical counseling movement. And you bring a lot of experience um, in different times and places and cultures. Um, to starting biblical counseling ministry. So talk to us a little bit about um, the, the biblical counseling centers that you're a part of now. I mentioned the BCC Chicago and also Low Country, and you're still very involved in those two centers. Talk about those for a second. Well, the Chicago Center, my son uh, took over the executive directorship of that about eight years ago, and we passed the baton uh, through a board decision uh, to my son, who was taking Biblical Counseling Center in Chicago to the next generation. 
He's done a phenomenal job of that. About 18 years ago, a friend of mine who I'd counseled, who went to master's and got their uh, degree in biblical counseling said, Can, will you give us oversight in starting a center in uh, Charleston, South Carolina? So Tim Bryant, who is the executive director there, started that center. I've been on the board since its inception. Never thought I would be counseling there, but I am now one of the counselors and teachers there at Low Country. So I, I, I work for two Tims, Tim Alchin and Tim Bryan, Tim A and Tim B in two different centers. <laughs> I love it. And that's a good way to keep it uh, keep it separated there. Uh, and, and the ministries of both of those are, are phenomenal, and they've been very influential in the cities in which they exist. So with your experience, you've had tons of experience in, in, uh, in every facet of counseling ministry. Probably the most difficult is not necessarily sustaining it, but starting it. So let's talk about what are some of the, the philosophical practices or ways that we begin to think about um, uh, how to start a counseling ministry. Tell us some of the things that you've learned that are absolutely essential in starting a counseling center. Well, first thing is counseling has to start from a solid theological foundation. And we're rejecting the folding pop psychologies that come and go all throughout the years. Uh, the solid theological foundation, we, people have to be secure in the sufficiency of Scripture and, and in a biblical soteriology and progressive sanctification that are the backbone theologies of any counseling ministry and discipleship ministry. So uh, some centers start weak. They start with a psychological base and not a theological one. And we teach our people the theology of the word. And that's so important. Now, it's always the case that we want to start out right, but we have to pay attention to pitfalls in anything that we start. And there are, of course, mistakes. Now, the benefit, and for my generation that we have, is People like you have tried this before, even by trial and error, uh, and you've learned from some mistakes. And shame on us if we don't learn from those mistakes as well. So talk about some of those mistakes that you would warn uh, people against as they start a counseling ministry. Well, sometimes they start with uh, sending some of their people to a conference, and their laymen come back from a conference all excited about biblical counseling and wanting to counsel people, but their leadership uh, their pastors, their elders, their deacons are not really sold on it, or that maybe they're just uneducated about it. These people come back frustrated because they really would like to use what they've learned in helping disciple people within the church, but their leadership is not uh, sold on it. So all frontline leaders uh, need to be part of the ministry of biblical counseling from the top down. Yeah, I think that's so right. I, I've seen uh, even potential division that could be caused by excitement among laity, and then the, the church leadership may or may not be on board. And so, um, and man, it's so important to have your church leadership engaged in the ministry. They need to see it as something that's not a, 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 a side-standing ministry. They need to see it as something that's infiltrated into the life of the body even. And that brings us to a question I think that, that's important a lot of people ask as well. Um, we, we talk some about church-based ministry or even parachurch counseling centers. Talk a little bit about the distinction between those two um, and, and why both can be important and effective. Well, both of the centers, BCC Chicago and Low Country Biblical Counseling Center, are parachurch counseling centers. They are 501c3. They're supported by outside churches, businesses, and individuals. Uh, and, and that's great. Uh, but the parachurch center has to have a goal, and that's to teach itself out of existence. We had counseling training with the goal of getting into churches, 
and doing training so that they could launch counseling ministries of their own right within their local church. But one of the pitfalls of parachurch organizations is they, they their financial support. I tell people when they call me on this, I try to discourage them a bit on this because I say, if you don't have 50000 to to $100,000 already in the bank, don't even think about getting started because you'll need that much uh, support ahead of time mm. to get things going before your center can be sustaining through uh, counseling, through training and other income sources. Well, I mean, that's wise. I think that's a smart thing um, as you you don't want to start off on the wrong foot and you don't want to compromise the things that you're doing just because of financial pressure. And so I, I think that's really wise um, to, to think about as well. Now, so that that identifies one of the mistakes, certainly that that we would call pitfalls and things to watch out for is um, laity get excited and, and we don't want to squelch that excitement. That is an exciting thing, uh, but we also have to work with our, our church leaders. Uh, we, we don't want to be divisive in the process. So, but what are some of the other maybe pitfalls or mistakes? Yeah, real quickly, let me give you five of them. The first one is that people uh, and churches launch too soon. They don't have their team ready. They have a, a lot of excited people who want to do discipleship one, one another ministry with people within their church, but they're not properly trained or properly vetted. We find that people that have been trained and that have a certain gift set are really great at shepherding and discipleship within their local church, taking seriously the one another ministry that's really to all of us at different levels. The second mistake is they launch too slowly. Uh, they want uh, all their trained people uh, right away. They want them certified right away. But ACBC has certification that takes about two years if you stick to it. Uh, and But you don't have to wait until everyone's certified either. You can get started, but don't start too slowly. The third thing is uh, choosing the wrong people. Some people have all truth and they become legalistic in their counseling. Some people have all grace and they wink too much at some of the sins that people are coming with and, and troubles that people are coming uh, to be counseled about. The fourth thing is churches focus outward before they focus inward. And what I mean by that is they want to have a ministry to people outside of the church before they have established an effective ministry to those with inside of their church. If they start outside the church too soon, they will have more people than they could ever counsel. Because when you're offering solid biblical counseling and your counselors are making a difference, people will come out of the woodwork for, for counseling at your local church. When we started a center in Pennsylvania, we saw people coming from other churches and they were getting good, solid biblical counseling, where in their churches they were getting psychobabble. Mm. And during that first year, there were 10 families that moved from those churches to our church, not to steal sheep, but because they were getting the answers from the Word of God that they really needed. Mm. There's a fifth thing, and that's this, uh, failing to delegate beyond the staff. Counseling is not a professional thing. Oh, it can be. But the one another ministry of the church is to the whole body. And the staff certainly should be counseled. But this counseling can be taken down to every member of the body of Christ. We all have responsibilities to the third point of the Great Commission. That's disciple one another and help one another. 
Galatians 6.1 says those who are spiritual should seek to restore. And that wasn't just given to the professional church staff. That was given to the entire body. Now, what's inevitably going to happen, Ron, is as people have been listening to us chat about this and, and your wisdom on how to start a counseling ministry is people are going to want to know what are some specific resources. I get this question all the time. People wanting to know, okay, uh, we're, we're bought in. We're sold, we're sold out to this, and we want to move in the direction of starting a counseling ministry. We think this will be helpful in our church. We think it will be helpful uh, missionally outside of our church to, to minister to the community. Okay, I'm ready. How in the world do we get started? What are some resources? Give us some of those ideas um, as you think about resources. Well, resources are, are the places where our people can go to get training. And today with the internet, Training can be done at conferences, it can be done at local churches, bringing in ACBC qualified teachers to run uh, a series of teachings on weekends. Uh, it can also be done completely online. Uh, some counseling centers, Biblical Counseling Center of Chicago and Low Country Biblical Counseling Center, both have uh, courses online that people can go to and they can uh, sign up for foundations and contemporary issues and uh, video resources and ACBC uh, guidance for, for taking the ACBC phase two exams. There is a plethora of opportunities. If you need to see what those resources are, go to ACBC webpage and there are places that say, these are counseling training centers and they're all around the United States, whether they be formal educational institutions like seminaries or colleges, or whether they be the uh, many church-based training centers that have all been certified by uh, the Association of Certified Biblical Counseling Centers as a training center that offers the educational requirements for phase one of their certification process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There may be some of you who want to start a church-based counseling ministry, and there are resources out there to do that. One I would recommend you check is the biblicalcounselingcenter.org of Chicago. That's the, the webpage for the Chicago-based centers. And they have a ministry called Launch. Look for the Launch button, click on the Launch button, and you can get a, a free tutorial on how to launch a counseling ministry in your local church. Perfect, Ron. So many people are going to really appreciate not just the history and context of the biblical counseling movement, but uh, your experience in working through this. Again, I have so many people asking this question, and it's one that, that we need to continue to offer resources on. So thank you, brother, for offering your time and your experience and using that even even still for the glory of, of the Lord. So thank you, brother, for being with us. Glad to be with you. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, as Ron was talking, he mentioned several of our training centers. We have now over 70 training centers throughout the U.S., uh, and, and I want to make sure that you're aware of those, uh, the BCC Chicago being one of those, Low Country, which Ron is also involved in, being another. Uh, but there are many of those around the country, and I want to uh, make sure that you're aware of all of those. We have a training center map that shows you where all of our training centers are located throughout the U.S. and a couple international. And so you can find out more information about all those centers, all the training that they offer, the church-based counseling ministries that they do, and you can find out that information on biblicalcounseling.com.